Hi there, this is Pastor Ronnie Allen here at Omega Church. I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. If this is your first time listening, we want to say thank you for joining us. We hope this message equips you to follow God's voice. We believe that if you're searching, today your search is over. Thanks for being with us and enjoy. Hallelujah. You may be seated, uh, you know, I am very glad that you're here today. I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to start this off. A few Sundays ago, we had a guest speaker. It was, in fact, it was the end of February, and uh, Buddy Bell was here. He was teaching. Everybody automatically thinks he's teaching on the ministry of helps, and he is. But it's more than just what we call the ministry of helps. It really has to do with everybody finding their place in the flow of the anointing. And he taught on Sunday morning, uh, I think it's Second Corinthians chapter, or Chronicles, uh, I think it's chapter 9, but I can tell you where it's at in 1 Kings, 1 Kings chapter 10. And uh, it sees, we see an example of how everybody was in their place. It was the wisdom of God that flowed through Solomon. And it's a picture of the New Testament church. And I'll give you the reason why it is. This is where God wanted. It didn't take very long for Solomon to screw all that up. Wow. We see a perfect picture of everybody in place where there was no strife, no hidden agendas. Everybody just found their place, flowed with the anointing, and the Queen of Sheba comes and visits because she'd heard of the fame of Solomon concerning the wisdom of his God. And it, 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 people were happy. Everybody say happy. You know, sometimes the most, people, most miserable people are people in church. Because they're called, they're anointed, they're appointed by God, but they don't know how to flow with God. And we see a picture of that. And if you don't think that that was a God thing, then you don't understand having to deal with crowds of people. All it takes to have a division is for two people to disagree. Wow, that went really big. And it's a perfect picture of what God's going to do in the New Testament. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 16, this is how he's going to build the church that the gates of hell would not prevail against. And it wasn't upon Peter, but it was on Jesus, the Christ. The word Christ, which we've talked about, is referred to the anointed one. The anointed one means, and when you anoint something, you rub yourself in it. You rub yourself on it. You know what I mean? You're rubbing something into it. And one of the greatest verses of Scripture throughout the whole New Testament 
is found in Acts chapter 10, verse 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Now, I want to stop here and make sure you understand. He's talking about anointing Jesus of Nazareth. We know that the Bible teaches that Jesus is God manifested in flesh. He was all, listen carefully, he's all God, but he's also all man. The Greek mythology has another guy who's half God and half man. He's called Hercules. How many of you ever heard of Hercules? Hercules is supposed to be empowered, empowered with supernatural strength. And it's mythology, okay? It's a corruption of what we're talking about. Jesus was all God, but he's all man. And in Acts chapter 10, verse 38, when he said how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. Notice he didn't say there how God anointed Jesus Christ. He said how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. What's he referring to? How God took a man in right standing with him and empowered him with himself. Jesus not only came to redeem us which we're going to be talking about redemption for the next several Sundays, but it's in connection with this. He not only came to redeem us from our sins, but he came to show us what that redemption's result was going to be. To share with you today has taken me decades for me to get a clear understanding Okay, And this is the time where God is revealing something that has been hidden to the majority of the body of Christ because we've been half asleep. We thought church was all about going and, and we call this church when really it's just an assembly of the church. And the more we see the day approaching, Paul said... You ought to assemble yourselves more, not less. Guess what we've lived through the last two years where the devil's tried to totally obliterate us assembling together. I got news for you. What's going to emerge out of it is something that I, I just, I see that is, that I've never seen before. Now, let me just say this and moving along. When you, when you know you're going somewhere, remember when you were a little kid in the car and your mom and dad says, we're going to go, I don't know, to your, wherever you're going to go, that you were going to go get some ice cream at your favorite ice cream place or whatever. And uh, you were kind of oblivious to where we were going. And, but you know, you know where it, you know there is a place. Okay? And, and, we're going to go something special to get some special ice cream. Mom and dad know where they're going, 
but you as a kid don't know where you're going. You're fixing to taste of something you ain't ever tasted of before. If heaven could make ice cream, that's where we're going. <laughs> you follow what I'm saying? And, and, the, and, the, and it seemed like a long way out there, and it's oblivious to you, but the closer you get, the clearer it becomes to where we're going. We are going to Baskin-Robbins. I don't know if that's your favorite place. I'm trying to relate to a mixed age of people. Okay. And then you see the sign. You haven't tasted anything yet. You see the sign. You follow? What I'm trying to illustrate to you is it doesn't compare, of course, to ice cream. But what I'm trying to help you to see is the, the closer you get, when you even see the sign in the, in the distance, it really isn't clear to you until you're sitting at the counter with all those 37 flavors. Are you following? We are there at Heaven's Ice Cream. We're not going We're there. Okay? We have arrived. We're getting out of the car. We're not, we haven't tasted it of it just yet, but we're fixing to step into Baskin Robin, if you could call it that. You follow? So here's what I want you to see. We left off last Sunday talking about the fullness of Christ. The fullness of Christ not only means the anointing on Jesus, the man, but his anointing on every member of the body of Christ. When a person gets born again, they become part of the church of Jesus Christ, which is his body. They become a member of the body of Christ. And we looked at, in Psalms 133, the flow chart of that anointing. It, Moses anointed Aaron, who was the great high priest, the first high priest in God's order of the anointing. Are you following that? And he poured oil on his head, and the Bible says it ran down his head, over his beard, on his shoulders, all the way down to the skirt, back the very end of his garments. Now remember how God, remember Acts 10, 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. So he's talking about anointing you with the Holy Spirit and with an ability. Not your ability, but God's ability. After Jesus was anointed with the Holy Spirit, he went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Many of God's people, because we've, I don't know, have lacked the maturity maybe, but this is a time for that to, to change. We think the only person that's called an anointed of God is the person that stands up here. 
when in reality their fivefold ministry gifting or function is to equip you. Did you get that? To understand and flow with his anointing. Do you understand why? Let me back up here a minute. We live in a world that's messed up. Do you understand? It is screwed up big time. Can you agree? Yes. Okay. I mean, when Disney World, hello, and maybe that's the problem. The church has tried to cop copy Disney World. God says, I'm just going to mess it up for you. I'm going to show you what's really behind that. It's all make-believe. Now, here's, here's a key. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying some things here. I'm not, I got to say, I'm saying them nice. But when you put a fat man coming down a chimney and an Easter bunny laying an egg, along with a mouse that talks, you're training your children in fallacy. Now, we call it make-believe. But God is not make-believe. When they hear the story of a 15, 16, 17-year-old kid slaying a, a giant, what category do you think they're going to put that in? When they find out there is no man that comes through a chimney, there is no bunny rabbit that lays an egg, and there is no mouse that talks English. Hello? We have, we've, we've taken this and made it to them make-believe. Needless to say, that's gone on for generations. There are many Christians believe that it's make-believe. Do you know that there are whole churches now that don't believe that the Bible is the inherent Word of God? That it is in, in, infallible? So how could that be infallible, Pastor Ronnie? It never fails. But you have to believe it and it can't be make-believe. You understand what I'm talking about? Now, for it to happen in your life, it's going to have to have God power. I am not, listen carefully, <laughs> well, how would I say it? Do you understand we live in a day that the only way this mess can be straightened out is that God puts it in order? Okay? I've said this for years. Many people think, uh, and uh, young people you know, I've talked to young people uh, many times through the years. They think it ain't going to happen to me. If you're here today and think that you've got it all together and you're going to keep it together without God, I got news for you. You're not going to last five minutes. You're going to hit a wall that you can't break through. You can't go over, you can't go under, and it's going to stop you. And in order for you to have the promises of God to come to pass in your life, it's going to take God power. Everybody say God power. God power. 
But it's not a fallacy. It's not a pretense. It's not a cartoon. Hello. And I'm not trying to rob you of all your entertainment, but that's probably the problem with most of us is we've been too entertained. And we've been too entertained with the church. Man, I'm preaching really good. I'm going to say amen to myself. <laughs> and we've come to a point whereby it can't happen. Now, it, it's just not going to happen. The, the world's crazy. You never know now what's going to transpire and who's coming up with foolishness next. Insanity. I'm talking about insane. Now, listen carefully. All sin is insanity. All sin nature is completely being out of your mind. Okay? And the only way it will be resolved is if God rubs himself into your born-again spirit. And when he rubs himself into your born-again spirit, then you were designed to live from the inside out. The world's system focuses on the outside. Now listen very carefully. There will never be a resolve to racism from a natural standpoint. Do you understand me? Ain't ever going to happen. Because natural human man is inspired by the devil. And he's here to create division. In other words, a deviation from God's vision. If That's why Paul said, I know no man after the flesh, but after the spirit. I'm looking at the spirit inside him, not the color of the skin on the outside. Dr. Martin Luther King in more modern times tried to get people to understand it and many do not understand it to this day. He said, I'm looking at the content of the character, not the outward. Are you following me? And this system's always going to keep this thing stirred up. Always. Always will, always has. Okay? True born-again believers that learn to walk after the Spirit, the law of the Spirit life in Christ Jesus now is going to tap into the law of Christ. The law of Christ now sets things in, in governing of importance. Now listen very carefully. It takes the law of hearing and seeing. In other words, I hear it, before I see it. That means that I hear it from the Word of God. Faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by the Word of God. I hear it and I hear it and it begins to paint an image on the inside of me that's different than fallen human nature. Okay? I hear it and I hear it. I hear the word of God. Why do you think Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds forth from the mouth of God? You cannot take once on Sunday morning, once in a while, and have a different image on the inside of you. 
It's going to take feasting on this day by day, day in and day out over the long haul. I heard one person say it <laughs> this way. It's going to take long obedience in the right direction to have God's success. Okay? You cannot uh, allow the world to input to you six days a week and invite God in an hour on Sunday. That won't work. Are you following me? Now, I commend you for being here. Don't misunderstand this. You're starting. You're, 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 you're on the road, and I commend you, but you've got, you got to understand what it's going to take. He's talking about a total transformation. Talking about a total transformation. That law of hearing and seeing changes an image on the inside of you. Then you enter into the law of faith. The law of faith is now a conviction because the image has changed. Faith is the confidence of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It didn't say you didn't see them. They're not seen in the outward world, but where are they seen? They're seen in here by the Word of God. You follow me? They're, it's in here by the Word of God. You see something that's not out here. Okay? You enter into it by the law of faith. Therefore, God says, that pleases Him. That law of faith now causes you to enter into the spirit life where you're living out of your spirit and not out of your physical realm. Now, the law of that spirit life has freed me from the law of sin and death that is in this system out here on the outside. Now, here's the key. The whole goal through going through these laws, this progress, line upon line, precept upon precept, is to get you into the law of Christ. The law of Christ is where the power is at. The power source to make what's in here become a reality out here. Okay? A reality out here. Now, thank you, Jesus. Let's go to the... Uh, um, remember what the word Christ means. Christ means the anointed one in his anointing. Remember the mystery of Christ. What is the mystery? The mystery of Christ is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Here's what I want to encourage you to do. Start with the book of Acts. Go through the book of Acts. This is your study time, not mine. Your study time. You go through the book of Acts. Go all the way through the New Testament. Go all the way uh, uh, to the end of the book of Revelation, and you're going to find out. Underline everything in your Bible that has to do with, with this phrase, these phrases. In Christ, through Christ, with Christ. You follow me? Because when he's talking about... I can, how many of you have heard Philippians 4, 13? I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. I can do all things. 
with Christ. Not apart from Him, but with Christ. Listen, this is your inheritance, my friend. This is, you can't buy what I'm talking about with money. This cannot be bought with money. Okay? The world uses money for power. But God uses faith to tap into his ability. You understand? You can't buy this with money. You have to buy this with fellowship. You understand what I'm saying? You buy it with fellowship with Jesus. Now, did I tell you where to go? No, I didn't. 1 Corinthians is where I want us to go. Chapter 4. We've been talking about the fullness of Christ. Now I want you, we're going to talk just a little bit about the fellowship of Christ. Everybody say fellowship. fellowship. Now I heard one person define fellowship as this. Two fellows in the same ship. And that's really a true statement. You have one, you have, you're, you're both in the same ship. You're both going in the same direction. You're both, you're both oaring together. You follow me? When you get in sync with Christ, you're flowing with him. Everybody with that? And you've got a power that's beyond you by yourself. Now, I'm going to give you some other definitions to that in just a minute because it'll, it'll shock some of you. But let's read here. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1. I thank God always on your behalf for the grace of God which is given you by Jesus Christ, that in everything you are enriched by Him. In everything. How many things? Everything, everything you are enriched by Him. In all utterance and in all knowledge. How many does, how many does, how much, how, in all utterance and all knowledge. How much is all? All right, I want you to get this, you Christians that think that we stay inside here. And it doesn't affect your everyday living. This says in all utterance and in all knowledge. That means the educational system, the entertainment world, the financial system. Are you following me? Your marriage, your home, you're going to work in all. Everybody say all. all. So it's all conclusive, every aspect, every avenue, every arena of your life. One of the greatest lies the devil's ever told the church, or we perceived that he's telling the church, which he never really told the church. I mean, Jesus didn't tell the church, but the devil made us think that God said that all he's interested in you is going to heaven after you die. Now, that's, that, that, that's part of it, sure. But we think that that's the ultimate reason for why Jesus went to the cross, when in reality that is not. It never has been. 
Because it doesn't matter whether you're in this, Paul said, it doesn't matter whether I'm in this body or out of it. Doesn't, what difference does that make? How many of you know you're going to leave this body one way or the other? Amen. The rest of y'all don't know that? Well, I got news for you. <laughs> you're going to learn something today. Okay? Paul said it's a whole lot bigger than that. Now watch carefully. Even as the testimony of what? The testimony of Christ, which means Jesus and everybody that believes on him is anointed, was confirmed in you. Do you know what confirmed means? It means it's established in you. For the testimony of the anointed one and his anointed is established in you. Jesus came to put his nature, his character, his ability, his might, his means to be established in your everyday life. In all knowledge and in all utterance. Everybody say all now. So I want you to get this. It's completely conclusive. It means all. So there's not, listen, even sitting on your blessed porcelain throne, you better have God be there. <laughs> if you don't, you could uh, develop some hemorrhoids. <laughs> you say, Pastor Ronnie, you're being that blunt. I'm trying to help you to understand something. Do you think God is not in there with you? You think we left him at the church? Shout me down because the preaching so good now. He better be with you at the, at the, when you sit down to eat today too. Because if he's not with you, how do you know that person that served you that food was clean? You don't know that. You're assuming that. And be careful not to aggravate the waiter or waitress. <laughs> Are you understanding? All right. Watch this. Why does he say that this that Christ would, the testimony of Christ, the witness of Christ, the anointed one in his anointing, was confirmed in you so that you come behind in no gift. Do you know how many Christians come behind in a gift? Because they don't understand what we're talking about. Waiting, watch this phrase, waiting for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, the King James says waiting, meaning we're waiting for his return. That's not what that word means. It means waiting for the revelation of Jesus Christ. Waiting for the revelation. Let me put it another way. Glory to God. That means I, if I come up with a problem that I can't deal with, I go to the Word of God, and the Word of God paints a different image on the inside of me than what my limited circumstances are telling me. Okay? Always remember this. You want to be spirit-led and not need-driven. Not circumstance-driven. Do you follow? And so we, we hear the Word of God begins to paint a different image in me. And I started being convicted that the Word of God is true about this for me. 
then because this confidence has been building up in me because I'm hearing the word of God, this confidence in what God has promised me now, I apply it. That is for me. I take it. And I'm not going to let any devil steal it from me. Not going to let the present circumstances tell me I can't have it. When I do so, that learning how to live out of this spirit has freed me from the law of sin and death that's on the outside. That's what gets me to the point whereby the anointed one and his anointing works through my spirit now to cause the circumstances to change on the outside. I am waiting, okay, everybody say waiting, waiting. on the revealing of Jesus the Christ in this circumstance. Are you following that? Now, think about this because many people think of the word waiting, meaning that I'm sitting down in my rocket chair and just a wishing and a praying. That's not what the word waiting means. You're going to go, if you go out to eat today, a waiter is going to wait on you. Hello? What would you like? What, 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 what? In other words, they're, they're, they're expecting for you to give them some kind of order. What's your request? What is your order? Okay. If we are now to the point that we're waiting for the revealing of Jesus Christ. We'll say it this way. I'll use this illustration in just a minute. We're waiting on God to give us orders. We're not showing up to church to try to tell God what we need. Are you kidding me? If he knows the number of hair on your head on a daily basis, how many of you know you shed some hair sometime? And he counts them every day and knows, then he knows every, every aspect, every need that you're ever going to have, every pain, every ache. He knows that all. So you're not, when you pray, you're not informing God about anything that he doesn't already know about. So what are you doing? You're waiting on orders. What is it you want me to do? Okay. And when he gives you an order, you follow through with it. It's called faithfulness to obey. Now, remember this. Ah, getting ahead of myself. You know why that waiter's going to come get, take orders from you? They're waiting for the revealing of the tip. <laughs> and how well they wait on you is how the tip is going to be revealed. <laughs> Are you following me? And that tip is going to determine how they live. Are you understanding now what waiting means? Okay, watch carefully. Man, oh man, oh man. Let me read verse 7 again. So that you come behind in no gift, waiting... For the revealing of the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall uh, conf also confirm you unto the end. Confirm you. He's going to confirm you 
that you waited on his revealing of the order. Listen carefully. He's going to confirm it at the end. He's going to bring you to the end. Everybody say the end. Yeah. You know, some people think that the, uh, everything's going to stay the way it is. It ain't going to stay the way it is. It's in, God's in a big change, and he's, he's wanting people to learn to follow his direction so he can change the outcome. Wow. Man, I'm getting myself excited. Why? That you may be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know what blameless means? There's no, no accusation. They did what I told them to do. So devil, you can't steal it with them. The devil's looking for accusation. So he can lay blame. Watch this. God is faithful. Everybody say that out loud. God is faithful. God is faithful. By whom ye were called. That word called means he, he called you by name. He spoke it out loud. And he says, I'm inviting you into something. Watch what he's inviting you into. And, uh, called you, by whom you were called unto the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Now, the word fellowship. The word fellowship is, it does mean two people in that same ship. But here's what it means. Are you ready? Because you want to write this down. You don't want to miss it. It means partnership. Partnership. God has called the church to be in partnership. And if you're a believer on the Lord Jesus Christ, you were inducted into the body of Christ. It also means participation. Everybody say participation. Glory to God. God's called you to participate with him. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Through Christ. Okay? Watch carefully. It also means communion. Now, I'm going to shake you up about right now. Listen very, 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 very carefully. I'm really going to shake you up. Turn to your neighbor and say, get ready to get shook up. Your grape juice and crackers doesn't mean you're in communion. Hello. Jesus says, he that eateth my flesh. Well, we can't eat his flesh and drink his blood. What is he talking about? He's talking about you partaking of the Word of God on a daily basis. He was the Word made flesh and dwelt among us. Drinking this blood, is, is God advocating now drinking blood? No. He's talking about drinking in of His Spirit. True fellowship with God. Listen very carefully. I've seen this for decades. People show up 
when we're going to have communion. And they drank their little grape juice and eat their little cracker and go right out the door and you don't see them for six months and never hear the Word of God again and never visit with God again and never obey God again. But they took communion on Sunday. Communion has to do with partnership. Are you understanding me? I know I'm being blunt right here, but I want to wake you up right here because there is a ritual that goes on in our churches and most people won't obey God. For example, he said, Paul said this way, you're over here, you're doing this, and you won't even forgive your brother. Hello. Now, how many of you know it's going to take God's power probably for you to forgive your brother? Because your flesh doesn't want to, right? But Jesus said, forgive your brother, but we'll drink that, we'll drink that grape juice and eat that cracker. And we had communion when God told you to forgive your brother. You're not doing what the Holy Spirit said to do. You're not following directions. You're not faithful to it. And guess what? You can absolutely wait until you die of old age and there won't be any revealing of Jesus Christ to your circumstances. Woo, this is tough. But this is, turn to your neighbor and say, we're going to have to cut this steak up. <laughs> now watch this. God is faithful whom you were called unto the fellowship, partnership of Jesus the Son, our Christ our Lord. This word fellowship also goes into another realm, contribution. You have a contribution to this fellowship. You have a contribution to the anointing. No one person has the fullness of the Godhead bodily except Jesus the head. We all have our individual giftings and callings. And we have a, we have a part of his anointing, but we don't have the anointed exclusivity on the fullness of Christ. Are you understanding me? Let me read a little bit further here. It also not only means contribution, but it means distribution. So we've been called not only to our contribution to the anointing, but also the distribution of the anointing. That means we're here to distribute the burden-removing, yoke-destroying power to our generation. This fulfills the law of Christ when you understand your purpose. If heaven alone was the goal, I keep saying this, and when we laugh, and God help me to make it laugh, but it's not a funny thing, really. It's not about you dying and going to heaven and being a fat baby on a puffy white cloud playing a golden harp. It's not about, 
If, if God, if that was the goal, the best thing to do is the moment that you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, he turns to the angel, Scott, he says, beam them up before they screw this thing all up again. The whole idea is to get you to learn how to submit and follow the flow of the flow chart in the book of Psalms 133. The only way we have the answer to this world's crisis. Amen. We have the answer. The last word means association. So this word fellowship, it means partnership. It means participation, communion, contribution, distribution, and association. Do you realize something? This is something that's amazing. It baffles me. I mean, I, 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 it, it takes a little while for me to get my thinking wrapped around it. That Jesus paid the price so that you could enter into an association or partnership with him on the way he lives. Woo, man. Qualifying you for the power source to live through you called the Holy Spirit, which is the personality of Jesus himself. Do you know the Holy Spirit is not just the power, it's the person. It's the personality of Jesus. Glory to God. Amen. Now, there are things that hinder this, and I'm going to cover that real quickly and briefly. Go with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. This is brief. Glory to God. We talked about this last week, that you can grieve the Holy Spirit. That word grieve means that you can hinder. In one place it says, 1 Thessalonians says quench. That means to extinguish, suppress, stifle. The word uh, grieve has to, has to grieve not the Holy Spirit, found in Ephesians 4.30. says to offend to throw into sorrow, to affect with sadness. Do you know that the body of Christ sometimes makes God feel saddened over the fact that I paid the price for you to walk in this, and yet you're too childish? Now, I'm not just talking about you. I'm talking about me, too. I, I, I started this off by telling you it's taken me decades to get to this point to have a clear understanding of what we're even talking about. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verses 1 through 3. And I brethren could not speak unto you as spiritual. He's fixing to define what is spiritual and what is not. But as unto carnal, that means fleshly way of thinking. Even as to babes in what? Christ. Christ. Have you ever noticed that a baby is very selfish and self-centered? 
And they think the whole world ought to, mom and dad lives to serve them. Right? And I don't care what kind of day, what, what kind of day you've had or night you've had. Doesn't matter. Babies are demanding attention. Drop what you're doing. How many of you parents have ever, when your child was a baby, it felt like you had no time to yourself? Complicate that and add two or three more to it. Okay? Babies are very self-centered. Now, it's okay. turn to your neighbor and say, it's okay to be a baby once. There is something wrong if you still have a pacifier and you're 20 years old. That's what we've made our churches to become. Pacifiers. Pacifying means that I'm going to make you comfortable about being miserable. Well, you don't believe that? What does a parent want to do? Have you ever, have you ever used a pacifier in a bottle just to shut them up? When Zona and I had our first child, when she was a baby, dear God, we never slept. <laughs> we had to hold her, bottle feed her, and when she went to sleep, we took her and put her into the crib just like this, and you had to be very careful. Laid her down, and before I could get to the den, screaming and hollering. One time, I got so frustrated, I went in there and laid her down, and I just shut the door and went to the den. <laughs> she finally cried herself to sleep. Do you follow what I'm talking about? The time that we're in demands something more than that. Babies are cute. I love babies. Can't hardly wait for great grandchildren. Don't I don't want to you know I don't want to get that out of sync. <laughs> but I love babies, so don't misunderstand me. But there comes a time that they have to grow up. If they don't grow up, there's something wrong. There's something wrong. And we as parents, if we don't help them to grow up, we're aiding and abetting childishness. And I got news for you. The world's not going to treat your children with kid gloves. You better toughen them up a little bit. Woo, shout me down. That's worth $100. You probably won't bring it next Sunday. You'll have to wait a few years to see what I'm talking about. Listen to what he says. As babes in Christ, I have fed you with milk and not with meat. I don't know about you, I, I, you know, I like milk, but if I had to have milk or meat, today I want meat. I don't want milk. I got teeth now. I'm not toothless. <laughs> so many Christians are toothless with their walk because all they've done is they fell in love with milk. God wants you to put some teeth into it. 
For hitherto were you not able to bear it, neither yet are you able. Now watch this. He's going to describe this. For are you not carnal? Now remember carnality, but as unto carnal, verse number one, Eve is as unto babes. Babes are carnal. For are ye not, uh, for ye are yet carnal, for whereas there is among you, watch this, envying, strife, divisions, are you not carnal and walk as men? Another translation puts it like this, are you not carnal and walk as mere men? Meaning that God doesn't walk, want us to live this life as mere men and women. He wants us to live this life on earth as people that have been powered by the Holy Spirit to absolutely change the course of history. Are you following me? You're here right now because God's anointed you for this generation. He's called you into this generation. Without you understanding that, the devil will eat your lunch, pop your sack, and you wonder why God didn't help you because you're still trying to gum it to death. Are you following me? God wants you to put some teeth into the Word. Chew it. Get into it. Let it become substance to you on the inside. To when the going gets rough, you got some beans that stick to the ribs. Because the world's going to get worse. It ain't going to get better because it's all influenced by the devil. We can do something about it. But it's going to require me and you to grow up a little bit. Shout me down. Go ahead, shout me down. Y'all are trying to get me to shut up anyway. Go ahead and shout me down now. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Listen to what the book of Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31 says. You've probably heard this verse. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They'll run and not be weary. They'll walk and not faint. They'll soar with the eagles. You know the, you know the verse. That word renew there means to change. Remember the word wait. Wait means I am here to find out the directions and obey them. I'm not here to try to change God's mind. God's got a perfect mind. I'm here to let him give me the directions. Because when I follow the directions, I participate. I become a partner. Now listen very carefully. Your partnership in this is to provide the obedience to his instruction. His partnership in this is to provide you the power. I'm going to say that one more time. Your partnership with God in this, where the life of Christ is lived through you, is to provide the obedience to what he's saying. And his part in this partnership 
is to provide you with the power. We're trying to get God to give us the power when God says, you haven't obeyed yet. And if you, don't, if you believe that I'm off the wall on that, listen to what James says. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Now, who does the drawing first? We do. We draw nigh to God, then he draws nigh to us. In fact, this is what he said. Draw nigh to God, and he'll draw nigh to you. Resist the devil, and he'll flee. We're trying to resist the devil when we haven't drawn nigh to God. We haven't done what he told us to do. So he can't furnish the power. Because if we do it without God, then we get into pride, which is the very thing that caused Lucifer to fall from heaven. The number one thing that hinders the power of God flowing through us is fallen human nature's pride. And God says, if you'll submit to me, I will exalt you in due time. I'll reveal myself on your behalf. God is doing something in the church. He's bringing the church out of childishness. Whereby there could be a flow of the Spirit where there is no division and argument and uh, hidden agendas where we are priding ourselves in stupidity. Denying the power of God to flow. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Jesus helped me to get this across right here at this fairy tale end. You know what I have been seeing more clearly about that vision that's in the book of, of 1 Kings chapter 10 when the queen of Sheba visits Solomon? I'm seeing that it doesn't matter where there are waiting tables whether they're in leadership, the power of God is available and nobody's jealous over somebody else's position. Amen. We get to flow with the anointing. And guess what? Any one of those people could have answered all of the Queen of Sheba's questions, not just Solomon. Are you understanding what I'm talking about now? But it's going to take the anointing. Jesus paid the price for us to be a partner in his anointing. Glory to God. Woo, man, that don't make you want to stand up right there. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm going to help you. <laughs> Glory to God. First thing we're going to deal with, this is the thing that the Lord impressed upon me to deal with. Now listen very carefully. Don't take what I'm saying lightly. You can't just take it lightly. You gotta mean this because God's gonna hold you accountable. Not, not Pastor Ronnie, God's gonna hold you accountable. If you wanna get rid of pride, I'm talking about fallen human nature's pride, I want you to get out of your seat and come down here in front, but wait before you do so. 
That means you're going to have to die to yourself. Understand what I'm saying. You're going to have to say, Lord, you're the one that created me. Jesus, you're the one that paid the price. Holy Spirit, you're the one that wants to live in me. But I can't be trying to straddle the fence on this thing where I take it always out of your control and say, God, I, 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 I want this, but I know you want me to want this and you want me to let go of that so you can give me something better, but I, 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 don't, I don't quite trust you yet. See, that's what happens when we hang on. And then if we do have a little bit of success, then we puff, puff out our chest and say, I did this, I did. No, you didn't. Anybody that does that setting themselves up, pride becomes before a fall. We've seen this happen through decades of ministers doing so. And we run them down, but there's just as much pride in the pew as there been behind the pulpit. It's just not publicly known. Now, you understand what I'm saying? And God is after that thing because when he releases the kind of power that this generation needs, it cannot be something that we puff our chest out about. Are you, are you following what I'm saying? That means you have to die. That means God may make you, he may say, will you go over here and do this? Yeah, well, well God, I, I, I wanted you to tell me what to do, but I, I really didn't want to do that. Now you understand what I'm talking about? If you want to get rid of that fallen human nature pride that's standing in the way of the flow of the power of God, I want you to come down here to the front right now. Glory to God. You that are viewing by live stream, if you can, I don't know, I don't know if you're just listening to us and driving down the road or whether you're in a place where you can do so. But if you are driving down the road, pull the car off to the side of the road, step out of the car and make a stand. If you're viewing in, in, in your living room, stand up where you're at. What you're telling God is, I, I'm here. I'm gonna make myself available. Glory to God. Now let's just lift your hands to heaven. This is a total surrender to him. Father, we thank you. We come before your presence. Holy Spirit, right now, I thank you that you're flowing. Lord, we can't do any of this on our own, but we surrender to you. We trust you, that you love us. Like Nita said earlier, you love us. Thank you for the great love wherewith you loved us. Say that with me out loud. Thank you, Thank you. for the great love, the great love. wherewith you loved me and gave yourself for me. Now I give myself to you. I want you to think through me. I want you to feel through me. I want you to walk through me. I want you to talk through me. Give me what you want me to desire. Lord, it's most important to me. Priority over everything in my life that I flow with your anointing. Thank you, Jesus, for inviting me to be a partner with you 
in your lifestyle. Jesus, I melt, I melt so I can merge with you. I'm not going to stay stuck in my own pride any longer. I want you to live through me. I want you to receive all the glory. I want you to receive all the honor. I want you to be praised with my life. Thank you, Jesus, for flowing through me. Help me to learn to flow with you. Help me to quit resisting your unctions. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Now just take a moment to worship him. I worship you, Jesus. I worship you, Jesus. I seek you first and your kingdom. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Lord, I thank you right now that we're hearing your voice, the voice of another we won't follow, that we hear you clearly. Help us to, your voice to be echoing so much inside of us that it drowns out all the other noises. Help us to be so in tuned. Fine tune us. Say this with me, Jesus, Jesus correct, me. correct me, make me, make me. Rebuke, me if necessary. rebuke me if necessary. I must flow with you. This is my only desire that I hear your voice and I follow your instructions. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Glory be 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 to God. Just wait on him right now. Just just worship him. Just worship him. Learn to just worship him. Lord, we worship you. We worship you, Jesus. Glory to God. We trust your love for us. You're faithful. You're good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. 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 Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Just let it soak in. Just let it soak in. Sometimes we just, we, I know we're in a hurry and I, I, I get it, but we got to slow down just a moment. Let this just sink in. Let it penetrate. Just soak it up like a sponge. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. Glory be to God. 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 Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. You have underestimated my power working through you. As you submit and learn to flow with me faithfully, I'll call signs and wonders, miracles to be done at your hand. But you must remember, I'm the one that gave you the gift. 
I'm the one invited you into this thing. And I'm the one that's going to provide this, the power, the ability, the nature, the character, so that you'll give me all the glory. Not that I am insecure, but so that you'll be kept in safety against human pride. For I do not want to give you my power whereby you would be puffed up, but I want to give you my power so that you could serve your generation. Amen. Glory to God. 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 Hallelujah. 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 Glory be to Jesus. Glory be to Jesus. Glory be to Jesus. Thank you, Lord. 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 Now, this is what I want to encourage you to do. I want you to take this home with you. You've got, you've got to invest, 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 invest fellowship with him. Fellowship him in, in, in his word. I'm, I'm, I, listen, I have to invest. I know that I teach. I get that. That's my gifting. But I don't just read the Bible to teach. You, you understand? My most important times in my life, I've, I've told the Lord recently, I got to hear you. To hear you, to hear you speak to me out of your written word is the joy of my life. It is my wealth. Sometimes God talks to me and he just lets me see things that I didn't see before. And sometimes, a lot of times, he's talking to me about me. And he doesn't condemn me it's my safe place. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? It's my safe place. If he, if he corrects me, I don't feel any shame. If he instructs me, I don't feel condemned because I haven't followed through. It's my safe place. Fellowship him. Don't let... Don't let anything steal that or anyone. Cut the phone off. Turn off the TV. Get into that place. Because then you're going to learn to flow with him. And while you're flowing with him, you'll find that your need wasn't a big deal. And it was taken care of like that. Okay. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Father, we worship you. We praise you. We thank you. You're holy. You're just. You're true and you're merciful. Lord, this generation is sick. Everywhere we turn in society, it's sick. 
And Lord, you're the only one that can heal, but you want to flow through your people to do the healing. Thank you, Lord, for including us and not leaving us on the outside, but giving us the opportunity to flow with you, to remove the burden and destroy the yoke over this generation. Thank you, sweet Jesus. And Lord, as we get ready to leave, I thank you that we hear your voice. Say that with me, I hear his voice. And the voice of another, I won't follow. Just repeat it, all of it after me. Thank you for your grace surrounding me like a shield. Following me everywhere I go. Thank you that you've given your angels charge over me. Over my family, my property, and my goods. You've given me the name of Jesus to use, which I invoke right now. And I declare in the mighty name of Jesus, there'll be no tragedy named among us. Jesus, as I go into my everyday life, so fill me full of your love that every person I come in contact with, that your love would ooze out of me and touch them. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Thank you for joining us today. I'd like to say thank you for all those who give and support this ministry. I pray that you've been blessed and challenged by the podcast today. For more information on how to give, you can visit omegachurch.com forward slash give. Thank you for believing in our mission.